What's been challenging has been the boundary thing, setting those boundaries and being firm with them and not allowing the manipulation to occur because uh, my son can be very manipulative <laughs> and charming and he looks at me with those eyes and I'm sure many parents can relate to this and I just sometimes give in many times I would and towards the end when he was here I was getting a lot more firm but you know something happened where I took his phone and that just blew up into something bigger than it should have been and it kind of caused some PTSD in me where I became kind of paralyzed in my parenting and didn't know what to do. Welcome to Hope's Dream, the podcast for parents of kids who are misusing drugs or alcohol or who are in active addiction, in a treatment program, or in early recovery. I'm your host, Brenda Zane. I'm a fellow parent to a child who struggled with addiction and who nearly lost his life to multiple fentanyl overdoses. So I am right there with you. You can learn more about me, my story, and how I serve parents like you at my website, brendazane.com. And if you're a mom with a son or daughter who is struggling or in the process of finding recovery and you want to hang out with me and a bunch of other amazing moms like yourself, you can check out a private community I created called The Stream. It's where I am after the episodes and where you can connect with a village of other moms who get what you're dealing with. You can find us at thestreamcommunity.com. I'm really happy that today we have another coaching episode. However, I am again going to apologize for the audio quality today. I just have to tell you the funniest thing about this. I got a new microphone and I was excited because the sound quality is supposed to be much better. But I kept having these issues and the sound was really bad. Well, I finally figured out that I had the whole microphone and system plugged in upside down. I know it doesn't seem like a microphone could be upside down, but it actually can. So now that I have figured that out, you shouldn't hear these problems anymore. And thank you so much for bearing with me on these. So this is our second coaching episode. If you missed the first one with Casey, be sure to rewind back to episode 87. It was really great. And Casey was working on figuring out how to help her family adjust as her son was now home from treatment living in the home with the family, and all the complexities that come with that. So super helpful for many of you who are either in that boat now, or if you are soon to be in that boat. So back to episode 87 with Casey. Today's episode is with Cheryl. She graciously allowed me to record our coaching session and shared some of the positive things that have happened since her son has been away at treatment. She shared about the challenges that she has with holding boundaries with him and her other kids as well. And she shares how it can be paralyzing for her sometimes to hold these boundaries when he reacts aggressively and how she really wants more balance between her and her husband in this particular area. We talk about what happens when Cheryl gives in to her son's manipulation and how it is so hard for her to let her kids struggle. Can you relate? There is so much you're going to relate to in this episode, and I can't thank Cheryl enough for sharing it with us. So get comfy and let's dive in. 
Welcome, Cheryl, to a coaching episode of Hope Stream. We were chatting just a few minutes ago, and I was saying that this is a little bit of an experimental format, but you've been in the stream community for a while now. I was trying to remember when you joined. Do you remember? It's been a couple months, maybe like three months, four months? Three months. Yeah. Is four okay. months at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Time time flies, but you've been a really active member in the community and just I've loved getting to know you. And so I was really excited that you submitted to do a coaching episode and um, this really is time for you. And we're just letting people sort of overhear, because as you know, from being in the community, we all struggle with very similar things. We all have our own unique, you know, circumstances, but a lot of the root things that we deal with are the same. So I'm just grateful for you to be here and to be willing to share with uh, the community and with all the listeners. Thank you so much. I'm grateful to be here and for you to have me. I'm really excited to get into this and just be coached. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you start out and just give us a little bit of context for your family? I think that's really helpful for people to understand, like how many people in your family, what's going on, not from like a deep emotional issue, but just kind of logistically, like where is everybody, ages, that type of thing, just so we have a little bit of grounding in, in your life. Yeah, so I have three kids with my husband. My oldest is going to be 17, and my middle child is 14, and my youngest is 9, and my 14-year-old is the one who went to wilderness and now is in a therapeutic boarding school. Okay. He's the one that introduced us to each other. (laughs) Yes, which I'm so grateful for. Yes, Yes, definitely. (laughs) Okay, so he went to Wilderness. He's been in therapeutic boarding school. How long has he been there? Since August, mid-August. Okay, and now in case people are listening two years from now, it is now October, end of October. So it's been a few months that he's been there. Yes, yes, it's been a few months. And yeah, I was really challenging at first, knowing that he was going to go there. Very emotional, but it's gotten much easier. Um, okay. Still bumps in the road. And that's the kind of stuff I'm here for to talk about and right. how to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, you went through just having been in your shoes and giving my child the gift of wilderness therapy, which is how I like to um, approach it because I, I seriously believe it is a gift. That is one of the most difficult decisions I think a parent could ever make. So you've been through a lot in the last (laughs) six months or so. I would imagine it's been about six months since since he went to wilderness. May. Yeah. May, 2021. Yes. Yeah. So lots happened. A lot, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride of emotions, and there's been a lot of growth in the process for all of us as a family unit. Yeah. And there has been light, you know, in the midst of the darkness, which I'm seeing now, and I'm seeing how much of a blessing it's been that we did send him because I doubted myself so much in the beginning and what did I do you know did we make the right decision oh my gosh what's going to happen to him so I did go through a lot of that and very torn but now I see wow if we did not do that if 
they just would not have been good right now or, you know, a few years down the line because I did think it was a phase he was going through and I'm just glad we caught it earlier than later. Right. Right. And those are very hard decisions to make as a family. And I'd be curious to know, you mentioned that you've seen growth and you've seen some light. What are just kind of briefly, you don't have to go into a ton of detail, but what would you say has been some of the growth and the light that you've seen since he left? So him and his father, you know, had a lot of struggles together. The personalities are very similar. And so they would butt heads a lot and there wasn't a real good foundation and communication. And then also between me and my husband, we weren't always on the same page on how to um, discipline him and handle him. So we have learned how to communicate better, my husband and I, and to be on the same page. And I've seen better relationship with his father. You know, when he's gone out to visit, he had a visit recently. My husband went with his father and they did so well with one another and you know Aaron was able to communicate his feelings when he was upset about something which was not something not something he was doing before yeah (laughs) no not at all and so I just see that he's able to communicate better and verbalize his feelings and not turn it into go inward so much even though he still does that and that's been the challenge there and us as parents learning how to deal with that and not take it to heart or internalize it ourselves yeah and just just as a family unit how and just having that space where our kids because our other kids were suffering a lot with everything going on in the home. And I see now how much they're growing. My oldest son, like, wow, he's like blossomed so much in these past few months because he was just so concerned about his little brother right. and always watching out for him, whether it was on social media and, you know, or his friends telling him what he's been up to or being at home and seeing what was going on. Like, and then my youngest daughter, like her, like her emotions and how, she was just always on edge. What is going to happen next? And now I just see this lightness and this happiness and freedom yeah. um, that we all, we have this break <laughs> as a yeah. family, unit, yeah. which has been like, okay, we could breathe, <laughs> right? you know, and just have some space to reorganize everything and bring everything back together in a healthier manner. Yeah. So it sounds like there's been, in just a short amount of time, I mean, obviously there were issues before, but in the last six months, you've really had a very big swing of, of all kinds of things from being, I'm sure, very scared, concerned. Is this a phase? Is this not a phase? What do we do? Do we pull the trigger on something as big as an out-of-home placement in wilderness therapy and therapeutic boarding school all the while? You're navigating your other kids, your relationship with your husband, COVID, work, like so much. That's a lot. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're seeing some positives too, which is always nice. (laughs) 
(laughs) Yes. (laughs) Always nice to see the positives. And I just love how you talk about the relationship. And I could just, I had this visual of your husband and his dad going to see your son, which is like three generations of men doing some really healing work, which is incredible, right? Because a lot of the things that we deal with are intergenerational and they get handed down not intentionally from a you know any sort of negative aspect, but they just do until we interrupt that cycle. And so for you to say that your son was able to communicate his feelings with words in a way that he wasn't able to in the past is just, that's incredible. Yes, yes. It's been beautiful to see. And, you know, even when we'd go visit the pictures where he puts his arm around his dad, which he never did since he was maybe... <laughs> like nine years old, 10 years old. So to see that bond has been really beautiful and the healing, the immense amount of healing that's been going on. And, you know, I thought about it that we would not have been able to get that here, like the amount of therapy and like, not only with the therapist, but with his peers, you know, like that I heard heard is just so important. And I've just been educated as a parent. Right. You know, and so much and all the books they've told us to read and just going to the sessions ourselves. Like I've grown as a parent. So as my husband. Yeah, it's a gift. It's really a gift Huge. that you receive that it's one of those hidden gems, right? That would you necessarily want this um, to have this amount of sort of turmoil in your family? No, but one of the beautiful things, and I hear this from lots of different people, is my relationships are better now because I have so many more tools to work with. And I've just learned so much that you wouldn't necessarily learn if all three of your kids were just doing awesome and, you know, moving along as expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. So today, you know, coaching, and I know you've worked with therapists, and obviously you're probably therapied out by now with all of the different <laughs> folks that you work with, yes. with him being in treatment. But this is really yeah. for you, which is different than when you're working with a family therapy situation. Um, and again, I am not a therapist, so this is a coaching session. So I think the difference in coaching and therapy that's important to explain is that therapy tends to look back quite a bit and say what got us to this point to really understand why you are where you are and then how to move forward. Coaching really looks at where are we right now? Where are some of the friction points? And where do you want to be in the future? So it's very much action-oriented moving forward. So I'd be curious to know when you kind of think about what's going on in life right now for you, when you look out six months or so, Is there a problem that you want to talk about because this is your time? So is there a problem that you want to talk about or a challenge that you're facing with the family? Is there something that you personally are like, wow, now that now that I have this little break, I actually I want to work on this on myself. What comes to mind for you when you think about what, you know, taking some action moving forward? Well, I think for me, what's been challenging has been the boundary thing setting those boundaries and being firm with them and not allowing the manipulation to occur because uh, my son can be very manipulative (laughs) um, and charming. And he looks at me with those eyes and (laughs) I'm sure many parents can (laughs) relate to this. 
And I just sometimes give in. Many times I would. And towards the end when he was here, I was getting a lot more firm. But, you know, something happened where I took his phone and that just blew up into something bigger than it should have been. And it kind of, in many ways, caused some PTSD in me where I became kind of paralyzed in my parenting and didn't know what to do. Like, I was just like, okay, well, I thought this is what I was supposed to do, but I was not doing it in the right way or didn't have the tools. And even though I thought I did, you know, now I look back, I'm like, yeah, that could have been done differently. And that's what, you know, when he comes back and I know the therapist will help with, you know, transitioning back and all that. But in the meantime, I want to work on that. And because my husband has been more of the disciplinarian and, I want us to become more balanced where I can put those firm and loving boundaries and not feel that guilt and that, you know, whatever it is I'm feeling at that moment and deal with his like manipulation and getting upset. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's a lot. So you feel like, you know, that he, he can be manipulative and that your tendency might be to give in. How does it feel when you give in? Feels like I failed. <laughs> and like, oh, there it goes again, that same pattern. Like, uh. And then there's a sigh of relief. Like, oh, I don't have to deal with that <laughs> right now. Yeah. And, but then I know later I'll pay for it. And I'm like, okay, well, it just turns into a bigger monster, which I'm aware of. But at that moment, I just don't want to deal with it and it's the I guess it's I don't want to deal with that pain or the disappointment of my child or them struggling and that's what I'm learning is that you have to let your kids struggle (laughs) that's what this whole process has been I mean it's been (laughs) seeing them go through wilderness I mean that was the biggest struggle for me as a parent to see him struggle so much yeah yeah so when you give in, you feel, on one hand, you feel like, oh, I did it again. And you know, there's going to be some stuff to deal with down the road. But on the other hand, you're going like, okay, I don't really have to deal with that right now. So there's a push and a pull there that's really difficult. And I'm sure causes you some, they call it in coaching, cognitive dissonance, where you're like, well, I've got these two things that I'm trying to hold. And they don't go together. They're like oil and water, but one tends to win out more than the other. So that's a real thing for sure, especially when you do see them blow up and and it's scary. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it could have been a really scary situation when you take, especially with these kids, you take their technology. Oh my gosh, you would have, you know, you would think that you (laughs) took away a million dollars. Oh my gosh, Um, yeah. (laughs) It's very, it's very traumatic for them. Um, which is hard mm-hmm. for us to understand, right? Because we're like, it's a phone, right? Like, yeah. Come on. Um, but I, I do think it's much more than that for them. And then you feel paralyzed because you're like, what do I do? What do I do the next time this happens? And so what would make you feel more prepared for that time when you're going to have another, because you know it's going to come, you're going to have another situation. 
where you are going to have to hold a boundary, what would make you feel more prepared for that? Well, I know speaking to the therapist and getting tips and learning the cues, you know, and how to speak to him. And I think maybe practicing it, reading a book on it. I mean, I know when I am prepared in advance, then I'm able to handle the situation better. But when I'm in that moment, you know, sometimes things just all go out the door and I forget what to do next. And so that's where the challenge lies. I think even when we're in our therapy sessions with him and he just goes into one of his moods and there he is, he's like manipulating the situation because he just wants to come home and he's fine with his, the, the kids at, you know, his peers, he's fine with the therapist, he's fine with the staff, like he's laughing and having a great time. But when he sees us, <laughs> it's like a switch goes off and I'm, practicing there on how to handle his mood and his manipulation and not going into his space and just allowing him to be it takes a lot though from me you know not to engage too much in it because I know the first therapy call we had I just as it's different than wilderness because now you're seeing them And it's not through like letters. So I saw his face and I just busted out in tears. And he was fine before that. He was like, hi, you know, and he was okay. And then I just busted out in tears and he went into one of his moods again. And there he was like manipulating the situation because he knew that that was, I was upset and okay, here's my chance. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. to make mom feel even worse so she and he's even told my husband like if we were up to mom she would have had me home by now mm-hmm. and and that's when he asked me later like if I would go visit him just me and my you know their son and I just couldn't do it because I just felt like he would pull at my heartstrings and I would come home and <laughs> be like okay, can we just bring him back <laughs> you know, to my husband and I didn't want to go there, but I don't know if that was right. I don't like, these are the things that I struggle with. And I'm, this is, I know him being there is all practice for how I'm going to handle him when he comes home. Yeah. Yep, it is. And I, I think you really are aware because you said that when you are more prepared and when you're educated like if you've read some books or you've listened to podcasts or whatever it is to educate yourself and when you're practicing and so a great way to practice is like this in a coaching session or with other you know moms in our community or with your husband or even practicing on your other kids right like they don't have to know what you're doing (laughs) you can just practice on them Um, yes that's true. And I have been actually with the stuff I've been reading. Good. How is it? Yeah. How does that feel when you do that? Um, it feels good because I'm like, oh, that worked pretty well. You know, like 
I don't remember all the things that I've talked to, like done with my own, with the kids at home. I wish I could think of examples, but it's been, oh, like setting, doing the boundary thing and just saying no and sticking with it, especially with my daughter, who is the cutest thing, but she's getting at the age where, you know, she's pushing back more and please, please come on, please. And I will just keep saying, no, we are not doing that. And I know you feel that way and um, that sucks. And then she let go of it and then we move on and then I feel better because I stayed firm and didn't give in to her and granted like my son he he probably would have handled it differently I don't because his his personality is so different but he's doing the therapy and we are so I'm and I'm practicing here with the kids so that's been helpful. Yeah. Well, it gives you some confidence, right? That, okay, I, I can do this. And I think not just in seeing the impact on your daughter, but seeing the impact on yourself. So when you do that with her, you're not feeling the ick, that oil and water, the, the dissonance of like, oh, I wish I hadn't given in again. Yes. You're feeling more confident, which has that self-efficacy of like, okay, then I can do this again. And it's not guaranteed that it's going to go the same, but it, I, I now feel a little bit more confident and empowered to do that because I see what happens. So I'm, I'm wondering when, if you think about when he comes home and you're reorienting to a new <laughs> dynamic in the family, which will happen, what are you most afraid of or what do you kind of fear the most might happen? That he'll go back to his old patterns and ways and especially with the whole technology thing and his phone. I mean, he hasn't had his phone since May or computer access. And that's been the main, that was the main issue, the stuff, problems he was causing with his phone and computer And so there's a lot of concern there. And I know they're going to help us like transition him back and it's going to be a slow process. But, and I keep thinking, okay, well, he has to be kept. He's the kind of kid that needs to be kept busy. And a lot of things that happened with COVID was you put this child who um, needs to be out active, who plays sports and is a social kid and put him stick him in a room yeah in front of a computer it's bound to cause a lot of problems so and it did and right. um, so and, I, and I'm thinking okay well we're not going to be there and he's not going to be stuck in that room and he's going to be out and doing activities so my mind goes into, well, how can I keep him busy so he doesn't get into trouble? You know, or like just the same going to gravitating towards those friends again, even though we made firm boundaries while he was in wilderness that he can't hang out with those friends anymore, which was really hard for him to take at first. But it seems like he's coping with it now, like he's accepted it. Yeah. But there's still that. What if? 
Yeah, it's yeah. scary. <laughs> it's really scary. So what would it look like? Let's say he's, let's just do a little time travel and he's home now and he's been home for three or four months. What does it look like or what's happening or not happening in your house or in your relationship that tells you things are going really well? What would be happening for you to, to say, hey, Brenda, he's home and, and things are going really well. And I said, okay, what's happening? What would that look like? The first thing that comes into my mind is structure. And that's what was lacking, especially for him. And um, I actually myself am doing another coaching program where I'm learning that I don't have enough structure in my own life where I'm scheduled, it's kind of like, whatever, you know, and I'm an artist too. So it's like, okay, go with the flow, whatever right. happens today. Right. <laughs> so I have this like kind of free spirit feeling and I'm learning that, especially with a kid like Aaron, I need to have structure for him. And that's what I see is giving him that here because he's had it for so long. and. That's something that would really help our family and to communication. I had a lot of difficulty with communicating with especially my husband about the kids, you know, and what's been going on because I didn't want to cause like any more problems, you know, so I would just keep it to myself. And so I feel like that would be those two things would be the keys to and the boundaries learning to be firm yet loving right so some structure for yourself and for the kids for the the whole family that continued conversation and communication that you're learning and practicing so that you feel more confident and really kind of being i don't want to say assertive but gently assertive maybe yeah <laughs> you know yes. if if that's appropriate and maybe not so gently assertive if that's appropriate and to be okay with that right if it if it needs to be more assertively assertive and then the boundaries and that's a lot that's a lot to work on yeah yeah and that's where sometimes i go into overwhelm of oh my goodness, like, it seems like so much, but it's taking, I feel, the little baby steps right now to get to that. Right. I'm not putting that all on myself. And I'm just thinking about this now when he comes back, but practicing everything right now, slowly. So I'm prepared when he's, when he's here in a few months. Yeah. So if you think of another situation where you might get into conflict, maybe it's not as you know, intense as it would be with him. But if there's another situation where maybe it's family or community or friends or, or something like that, how do you prepare yourself? Like what, what's a time in the past where you've had to go into something where you know there's probably going to be some conflict? How do you prepare yourself for that? Well, I 
in the past, <laughs> I didn't did not like conflict at all. I just would run away from it um, or shut down. Um, and now I'm learning that I can't run away from it. <laughs> and I do my best to talk it through. And if it gets heated, I know with my husband, I have a code word. And once I say that word, then we take a break. And then we come back when we're both calm and we talk about it and we're able to resolve it. But that was <laughs> after going through so much therapy and coaching <laughs> to get to that point. That's beautiful though. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. And that, and that works for you. That works very well for us. Yeah. And I do it with my kids where if I see they are getting heated up, I tell them, okay, we need a break. And then we could come back and talk about it. And sometimes, like, especially my oldest, he doesn't let go of it. And I will just stay quiet until he gets everything out of his system. Right. And then, then I talk. And I, we, we had, like, a family conflict about two weeks ago, oh, right before we were leaving the house. I mean, on a Friday night, we were going to my mom's house and... Yeah, my husband, my oldest, like just got into it and okay. And I was like, okay, Cheryl, how are you gonna handle this right now? <laughs> yes. And and what are you before do? before you keep going, I just want to ask what what's happening in your body when the conflict starts? Oh, I get anxious. And how does that show up? It shows up as wanting to just leave, like I just want to get out of the house. You know, like, just get me out of here. And then I get into, in my mind, I get into blame. Like, oh, gosh, again, like, he's doing this again. And it's the two of them again. Like, if he didn't do that, then this wouldn't happen. Why did he do, you know, like, it goes into that cycle again. Instead of being in that moment and <laughs> handling what's going on. Right. And so I let them do their thing. And then I go into rescue mode trying to like rescue everyone and get in the middle of it. Yeah. So the tendency is to want to leave. So you're feeling anxiety. Then you, then you think, I just want to get out of here. I just want this to go away. And then there's some blame about, well, this could have been avoided if you had done this or you had done that, or you hadn't said this. And then it's like, wait, I got to rescue the situation. I got to step in and fix this. Does that sound, does that sound right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's what, that's been the pattern in our family. So yeah. And, but by within an hour, everything was calm again. We resolved all the conflict. Everyone apologized. And then, yeah, we're in the past. That would have been a couple of days mm -hmm. <laughs> in the making. So there's been big improvement. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's where you really can tell when you reflect back and you think, oh man, in the past, this, this, and this would have happened. And now it still happened and it's okay, right? It's okay that conflict happens and now you know how to work through it. So when you apply that to your son coming home, is there anything either from, I love your code word I love your your ability to stay quiet and let it pass. 
and know that you don't have to fix it? Are there things that you can be pulling from this time? Because it's a little tricky because he's still not home. But like you said, you're practicing, you're preparing. Are there things that you think, I might want to try that as an experiment to see what happens when he comes home? Yeah, I think, I don't know if the code word would work with him, but I think just being quiet and listening because what I remember him saying all the time was, you are not, mom, you're not listening. You're not listening. So I think about that and I have been more in tune with my kids. Even my little daughter right now, she says, you're not listening to me. You know, mom, and I I do, I go into another world sometimes and I escape, you know, and my mind just goes somewhere else. I daydream a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So it's um, bringing myself back, which I'm learning how to do and trying to be more aware with my kids and what they're saying and what they're trying to communicate with me. So that's just been, it's been a practice. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And it's, and it's because you're actively thinking about this, working on it, and it's not your full-time job, right? It's just, it's the stuff that gets woven in between all of the other bits of life. And so it can be exhausting. Yes. Um, at the end of the day, it's like, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> so much. It is. So much. It is. Yeah. I wish there was the, like a, I feel like there should have been a college for parenting. <laughs> I I guess this is it, but the hard way. (laughs) I agree. Well, and I hear this and I I don't know if somebody is very entrepreneurial and and I'm sure there, I mean, I know there are organizations that focus on this, but it is a shame that it takes something like this to really get us rallied around some of these concepts, really focused on things like being aware, listening, not reacting you know, having a response versus a reaction, but it is what it is. Here we are. It is what it is. Yes. So in the next couple of weeks, so you're having regular therapy sessions with your son, is that correct? Yes. Once a week. Yeah. Once a week and they're on video. Yeah. 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 So when you think in the next couple of weeks about what you have planned and what's going on in your life, and in his program, is there anything that you think of like, man, if this could just shift in a positive direction in the next two to three weeks, what would that be? Well, his, the way our relationship is on video on our therapy sessions, because when we see him, it's great, you know, and we go out and have a great time. And there has been some dips in our, visits but during our sessions or on the phone it's just such a can be such a struggle and I thought well maybe I need to write down things to talk about and I haven't tried that and even maybe reach out to the therapist and be like is there stuff we can like do you have any ideas on how we can make these therapy sessions more productive Cause it's just, sometimes it's 
long moments of silence and just him looking upset and moping. And I'd really love to shift that. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, what does that do to you when you see that? When I see him like that? Mm-hmm. Sad. It, it makes me all those feelings well up inside of me of, oh my gosh, like, is he staying there too long or like doubt, you know, and guilt and all those negative emotions. And, and I know like that just in another part of me knows that just indicates he needs to be there longer. Like the therapist says to get, you know, the maximum benefits and get to where he needs because we see so much improvement but there's this one area that has been just challenging to yeah. see and be part of. Yeah, because it's hard when you've got a call scheduled and then you end up feeling sad and you end up feeling guilty. That's really, that's, that's a hard thing to go into the call with the right energy if that's been your experience in the past of, oh, this is probably going to go in this direction. Um, yeah, and I can't wait till it ends sometimes. Like, I'm like, when is this going to end? Like, and it's horrible because I love my kid and yeah. I want to see him, but I'm just dreading it. You know, I don't mind the session we have with the therapist the first 30, 40 minutes, but the end of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> right. So it's a combo. So you have some time with yeah. the therapist and then he comes on to the call. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, and, you know, we get so much from just talking to the therapist, but I just don't feel like we get as much with our son. Like, it's just the same thing over and over. The, I mean, at least these past few week sessions, you know, except maybe one where there was some structure to the call. Well, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because you said that maybe writing some stuff down would help or talking to the therapist before about, about this awkward kind of painful time with him. And, and you had mentioned structure before. So it sounds like that might be something to think about um, adding in. And I also just wonder, do you have to have that time with him? If it's not productive, if it's making you feel bad, do you have to do it? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, that's something I want to talk to the therapist about. Like, is this helping us in any way where he's just upset and manipulating? And I was even thinking, what if we had a little break where he would see, oh, well, they're not around for me to manipulate right now. And that might shift his behavior a bit. I mean, I, I remember reading something like that in a book where the therapist was like, yeah, your parents haven't written to you because she was, you know, acting up. And she was like, what do you mean they haven't written to me? And they waited, you know, a little bit. And then they finally wrote her a letter and she was so happy about it. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like thinking, gosh, maybe we need to do something like that as well, because it just feels like it's all being taken for granted. And I don't know. I, you know, and there's another where you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot the right to thing. figure out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds so, like, it sounds like talking with the therapist since you have that time beforehand 
would be really great. And it also sounds like a really good opportunity for practicing some of those boundaries, right? To say, hey, we would love to talk with you if we could hear about what's going on, if we could, you know, it doesn't have to be happy, happy, everybody's smiling and fake by any means, but to say, we really want to hear, how are you doing? What's going on? What's your day like? Did you go to the gym? You know, just stuff like that. And if we're not going to be able to have those, then we're going to opt out for a while just to hold a boundary to say, we're not okay with this. And if you're not willing to put in some effort, we're, we're here, we're showing up, we're willing to put in some effort. If you're not, that's okay. Let us know when you are. And we'd love to chat. And that might be a powerful boundary to try out. Obviously, talk with this therapist because I don't know what's going on with him. So I'm completely saying this in a vacuum. And you guys might know what what a more appropriate boundary would be because you're obviously right. deep, deep into it. But it could be a good practice. Like you said, I feel better when I'm prepared and I've practiced and I'm a little bit more educated. And so do you think that could be an, an opportunity to practice some of that? Yeah, absolutely. Like a light bulb moment came on for me because I have thought about that and I kind of put it to the side and I do feel like there needs to be some kind of boundary because this pattern is going on. And I and my husband and I talked about it. We're like, he has done everything else to manipulate the situation. And this is his last resort you know, to show us I'm really not happy and I want to come home and this is how I'm going to do it to you guys. Right. And that's, you know, these are the patterns we want to um, eliminate and, you know, start something better (laughs) to replace it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I just love that. And I will um, discuss it with, my husband and therapist and see um, what decision we could come to, to help with this. Right. And I would offer to that. You wouldn't even have to start out with that, but just to explain to him what your goals are for those calls so that you're not just oh yeah starting out with, well, this is what we're doing, but just to really share with him, our goal for these calls is, whatever it is, his goals are different. And so that's why things are icky. So that could be a way to start it and then say from there, now we need to figure out what the the boundary is with it. But to at least approach it from a standpoint of, we really, really love to see you on video. That could be another option. Does it have to be video? Could it just be a call? You know, sometimes that that element of video can just be, you know, he's seeing his mom, right? He's seeing you, which is really powerful. It's like, oh my gosh, my mom, and she's sitting in the house and I, right? He can see the room and he can see the dog. And that has to be really hard for, for somebody. So, you know, it might just be a time to explore some options to that of what else could we do to make this a little bit more comfortable and productive for all of us? Because if it's not productive, then why put yourself through it? 
Why? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I've been thinking. Like, it's just the same thing every week, and we're not getting anywhere. I mean, it's been like this for about like it feels like three weeks. So, yeah, but I love this. This is great. Well, I will be following up with you because I get to do that. So I will. Yes. I'll be reaching yes. out and checking in with you. How do you feel overall about? about talking today and sort of uh, has there been a shift for you that you feel okay about? Absolutely. Yeah. This felt great. And I have a lot of ideas now. Yeah. Especially that's been the one thing in this present moment with him being away is those therapy calls. So this has helped a lot. And even to see where we will be six months from now because that's been a bit of a source of like anxiety for me. Yeah. So, you know, that, that helps, you know, everything we talked about. So I'm really grateful. Thank you so much. Good. Well, thank you. And I'm sure all anybody who's listening thanks you as well because you are vulnerable and real. Um, these are real issues and they're really hard, <laughs> really hard. And yes. so I know people are going to be grateful to be able to listen in and just hear and relate to the things that you're going through because it's it can feel, as you know, very lonely to be out there. Very lonely. And but when for me it was, you know, finding you and the support group, you know, through the stream, that loneliness went away, like it dissolved and to see other moms out there just like me going through because you you just think like I'm the only one who's quote unquote messing up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've screwed up my child. <laughs> I screwed up my child and you know, that's it. Like all these other moms, they have it right. And you know, I should have done what they did the way they did, or I don't know. You just go through all these, like, and so I feel to have a good support group is just so precious and valuable. And I am really grateful for it. And really, your group really shifted my life and perspective. And I was a mess, I have to tell you, like, when he was transitioning. When we when we found out that he was transitioning to therapeutic boarding school, school I was a mess, and yeah. that's when our therapist or his therapist at Wilderness said, "You know, you should <laughs> go on Brenda's listen to Brenda's podcast." And, oh, I love it! I love yeah, it. go on the stream, and 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 I'm so grateful for him for telling me that because I resisted for a little bit. I mean, I I knew I was going to go eventually, but. First, I was like, oh, should I, should I not? I don't know. And then I listened to your podcast and I was like, okay, I like her calm voice. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I just love everything she's talking about in your story. And so, and I was like, if she went through what she did and got through it and look at her son now, then I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And so you really gave me that power and strength mm-hmm. that I knew I had, but. I think it was a booster for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can forget that it's in there because yes. 
we get so beat down uh, between what's going on with our kids. And then we look around at our friends or on social media and it's like, well, wait a minute, how come everybody else's kid is going to prom and going to homecoming and, you know, starting college and going to Africa and, you know, feeding starving people or whatever. It's like, <laughs> how is that happening? And my kid is over here doing all of these crazy things. So I think we really, and we talk about this in the community, is we really are stronger together because we can lift each other up when you're having that down day you can plug in and then you're the one who's helping someone else on the day when you're up and they, they come in and they're like, Oh my gosh, this just happened. Or I'm just feeling exhausted. You are the one that can say, sister, I gotcha. I get it. And that's how we help each other. It is that, that healing power of community that just feeds itself. And that's what I love about it. It's this very organic group. And people will ask like, well, how did you, build this thing. I'm like, I didn't. You all do. You all build it because you are there for each other. You're reaching out to each other. You're supporting each other. I'm giving you the platform to do it, but it's really, it's so beautiful to see you step in and give somebody some thoughts. And it's not advice, right? It's like, well, I have no advice for you, but here's my experience because you've been there. And think about a mom who is listening right now, who is considering sending her son or daughter to wilderness therapy. Think about where you were when you were in that situation. And for her to hear you right now, how powerful is that? Very, like it brings me to tears because I wish I had that when I just went on YouTube before we sent him and listened to like the 20 something year old girl who went through it and her experience. But if I knew of a mom who went through it and everything she went through would have been a lot more comforting, right. you know, right. to know that, Hey, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And that's what I need to hear. And if I could just affect one mom, then that would make, like, I'm just starting to cry now, um, yeah. a huge difference, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, especially with the, the, the community also, it's just such a, it's also a positive place. It's not just, woe is me, and this is also sad. It's really not. It's like a really positive, uplifting space where women come together and there's strength, there's this bond, there's this, you know, hey, you got this. So that's what really attracted me and uh, made me stay and want to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes people think, oh, that sounds like the worst thing in the world to hang out with a bunch of other women who have this thing going on in their life. (laughs) And it's, and I can see why people would think that a hundred percent, which is why we do two (laughs) weeks for free. Like you can just come hang out and see that we actually have a lot of fun. I mean, we do, we laugh, we cry together, we laugh together, we do yoga together. Like it's just, um, it's hard to explain, which is why I always encourage people to just come check it out and, and you'll meet people like Cheryl, who's amazing. And yeah, we we hold each other up. So, well, thank you for being vulnerable and open and so generous to share your your story and your current situation. We may have to do like follow-up episodes just because now people are going to be like, well, did he come home? Well, now yeah. what is she doing? 
right? I know. It's kind of a cliffhanger. Right. And I think that's important to also like hear from parents what happened after, you know, especially because in your group, like I'm able to ask, okay, for the parents who went through it already, like, oh, what did you go through? What happened? You know? So to have that would be very, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. All right. Well, I know where to find you. So (laughs) (laughs) I will reach out, but thank you so, so very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to go to the show notes, you can always find those at brendazane.com forward slash podcast. Each episode is listed there with full transcript, all of the resources that we mention, as well as a place to leave comments if you would like to do that. You might also want to download a free ebook I wrote called Hindsight, Three Things I Wish I Knew When My Son Was Addicted to Drugs. It's full of the information I wish I would have known when my son was struggling with his addiction. You can grab that at brendazane.com forward slash hindsight. Thanks again for listening, and I will meet you right back here next week.